My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your host, David J. Harris, Jr. And today, friends, I have the privilege and the honor of having a very extremely well-respected individual, a doctor on the show with us that has so many degrees. I'm going to let him rattle off his literally a long, very long list of, uh, of accomplishments, degrees, everything that he's done. And uh, it starts off with the fact that well, he also uh, was the inventor of email. Maybe you've seen him in the recent hearings. Uh, he is an expert in pat pattern analysis, and uh, we're going to break down a lot of what we're hearing and what we've just even so far heard in the news media uh, coming out of Georgia, where they're basically corroborating uh, exactly what Dr. Shiva has said. Without further ado, my special guest, Dr. Shiva. Doctor, so glad to have you on the show with me today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, David. Thanks, thanks for having me. So I know so many people have heard you speak. They've heard you share. I remember when I was watching your uh, your analysis of COVID. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, and masks. That's a huge topic for so many millions of Americans. Obviously, it's a, uh, it's a huge strain on so many individuals in our country right now. And so many people are confused. But more recently, we'll get into that later. More recently, you were, uh, you were uh, testifying, you were sharing your data, your, your pattern uh, analysis and data of what's taken place in the recent election. Before we jump into that, I want people to know a little bit more about you. Uh, you are the American dream realized, uh, an immigrant to this country at seven years old, and you left India, your parents left India. Now I think that it's safe to say you're seeing take place in our country the entire reason that your family left India. Share with us a little of that story. Yeah, David, it's, it's a very profound story in the sense that what we're seeing here is uh, right now, is why my parents left India. Look, I grew up in India, which was literally two worlds in the city called Bombay, which is like New York on steroids, you know, which is so many different uh, races, religions, et cetera, all different types of income levels. You can see it in, you know, in just one flash as you're walking down the street. But then I also grew up in an India, which was deep South India, which was like going down to where there was no running water, no electricity, which is where my grandparents lived, who were poor village farmers. And so I was, but I grew up in an India of the caste system. You know, my, uh, my family was considered low caste untouchables, right? Low caste untouchables. So you have to understand that's almost like racism on steroids. You were considered less than a human being. Wow. So when uh, growing up, David, I was very interested in these systems, right? Why was there this caste system? Why was it when I went to a friend's home, I was told to sit outside and given water in a different cup and treated like, you know, a dog or something. Wow. And then why was it that my grandmother who had no degrees worked 16 hours in the field, like a, you know, sharecropper, right? Uh, when, but she became the village shaman, right? Where when you, when, she, you know, 30, 40 people come to her house, uh, you know, on a weekend and she could observe the patterns on their face using an ancient system of medicine and she could diagnose what was going on in their body, which many Western medicine would find sort of alarming that she could do this. Yeah. And then she would figure out what was right for them. So I grew up in this world of systems and patterns, very inspired by my grandmother's skill to be able to do this. And essentially, she was a village doctor. So when I my parents came here, literally left India on our seventh birthday, my my mom said, this is why we're going. She she said, you know, in America, in India, you could be discriminated nine different ways. But in India, three, I mean, in America, three. But at least you have the opportunity if you work hard you can even overcome that. So that was my parents' motivation. They were pretty extraordinary people. So I came to the United States in, in uh, 1970, grew up in the working class neighborhoods of Patterson, predominantly, you know, mostly African-American, and then in working class neighborhoods like Clifton and, and Persephone, and then uh, went to Livingston in the last part, which is a very different neighborhood. But uh, when I was 14, I started working full-time as a research fellow at what is now known as Rutgers Medical School in the heart of Newark, where I was given one task was to analyze patterns using mathematics and using my computing skills, which I'd acquired when I went on a program to NYU, a computer science program, to figure out, could I predict, could I use a computer to predict when a baby was going to have an abnormal sleep pattern? Because that's when they stop breathing. It's called sudden wow. infant death syndrome. So I did that, published papers before I came to MIT. And then 
created the first email system in Newark long before I came to MIT when I was trying to solve a civilian problem, not a military problem, where these secretaries used to have to write a thing called a memo. They used to have to put it in an envelope with carbon copies, paper. It was a very complex system to, from, subject, right, forwarding, registered mail. I was asked to convert that entire system into the electronic version. I wrote 50,000 lines of code as a kid, 14-year-old kid, named it email, a term never used before in the English language. And the only reason I called it, David, because the operating system only allowed um, five characters. Okay, it was not an obvious term. And then I got, and I learned a little bit about law because in those days you couldn't even patent software. It was only when I came to MIT, the president of MIT who'd heard about my invention said, Shiva, you should copyright it when I was a freshman. So I wrote away, you know, my parents weren't lawyers, got all the uh, copyright notices and filed on August 30th, 1982, a young American kid would have issued the first copyright for email, recognizing me as the inventor of email, because in those days, that was the only way you could protect software inventions. So that was my journey, David, but it was a journey about systems, but I was very interested in politics because I want to understand why this caste system existed. So went in and out of MIT, did four different degrees in computer science and mechanical engineering in systems visualiza uh, visualization at the Media Lab, and then in computational systems biology. But the core theme of that, not only my education, but in the many companies I began, David, was always analyzing patterns, mm. okay? So sleep patterns when I was 14, right? Using, understanding if you could an analyze ultrasonic wave patterns, you'd send, let's say, an ultrasonic wave pattern into an aircraft wing, see what bounced back, Without having to open that $100 million wing, you could figure out whether there are any flaws, right? Or bridges. Wow. Uh, same with uh, cardiology signals, speech recognition, hand recognition. So when this election fraud stuff came on, it was almost like God had put me in this very interesting place where I, I had experienced fraud in my own U.S. Senate race in Massachusetts where we exposed it, which we'll talk about. But when this happened to the president and we were starting to get data, we were saying, wait a minute, just like the sleep signal, what's a normal signal and what's the abnormal signal? So right. we were able to see, hey, this is a normal voting pattern signal, and this is the abnormal signal. A lot of mathematicians, by the way, uh, don't understand this. They just do math in a little silo, but pattern recognition people know it's an art and it's a science. So that's what you know. life brought me to in a very interesting way. So I think I was able to contribute in that hearing because we saw this beautiful pattern of how uh, we were able to replicate the Biden-Trump election. And then we said, what are the many, many combinations of, and you can do that with a computer, of demographics of voters, particularly across party lines that could create that. And the only thing we came up with that you saw in the Arizona hearing was 130% Democrats and negative 30%, 130% Democrats for Biden and negative 30% um, Democrats for the president. So, uh, but more importantly, what you find is separate from the mail-in ballot, separate from, you know, people finding stuff in garbage and all that. The real central issue here is we don't have one person, one vote in America anymore, because in these electronic voting systems is the capability to do what's called a weighted race algorithm. It's a documented feature. And we discovered that in our race in Massachusetts in September 1. And I want you to I want you to get into that and really click really quickly. I want to make sure that everybody, regardless of your uh, ethnicity, I want you to really hear what Dr. Shiva has to say about this, about these uh, weighted race algorithms, um, because this is literally turning all of us into slaves. It literally has the potential and, and already has been turning us into slaves of the system, slaves to be used as pawns for however they want, go back to Dred Scott, go back to when uh, blacks in this country were only given three-fifths of a vote. Uh, that was part of slavery. That was part of one of the worst stains in our country's history. And literally what Dr. Shiva is about to break down is, I believe, proof as to how these systems and specifically Dominion voting systems has been turning us into slaves. Yeah, you, you nailed it, David. Look, if, uh, I sent you a link, David, in your email. I don't know if you want to bring it up, but it's a link to the lawsuit that we filed in Massachusetts. It's a second link. It's called One Person, One Vote. And if you click on that, um, what is important about that lawsuit is we are going right after the target here. We don't want to get distracted because yeah. the left and the right have been, who've been practicing, by the way, election fraud for many years, they've been distracting from the central issue. 
And the central issue that I bring up in the first, it's in this, uh, it's on, I think it starts on page three of the documents, so called one person, one vote. And basically what I say is, look, the bedrock principle of American suffrage was one person, one vote. And that's right. being destroyed by these electronic voting systems, which are basically controlled by a few set of people. By the way, it's not only Dominion, it's a bunch of vendors. Some are owned by Democrat guys, some are owned by Republicans, okay? I'm gonna share that right now. And, and when Bernie, by the way, Bernie Sanders on the, on the left knew about this and he kept his mouth shut because he got paid off. So there are a lot of Democrats who know about election fraud, integrity officials, and they're keeping their mouths shut right now. So, so it, this is at Vashiva, V-A-Shiva.com forward slash one person, one vote. I think Vashima will get a person there. Uh, yeah, here is here is your uh, your case, your suit. Uh, one person, one vote. I think every single individual, every American should read through this uh, and go to go to uh, Dr. Shiva's website to to review this. But go ahead and continue, please yeah, share so with us what this one, one, one person, one vote means and how you found out about it in your own Senate race. How you initially even discovered that this was taking place? I think it was a. I think you're absolutely right. God had you in the right position. Uh, I always say all things work together for good. That's one of the promises in the Bible to us. All things work together for good uh, to those that love God and know Him. And for you to have ran your race in the Senate and then to have gotten beaten the way that you did, and and please share and go into some details of how you got beat, which then led you on this journey. Since you are a pattern analysis expert, to discover that this fraud was even taking place. Yeah, it's an interesting journey. Uh, so, so David, what happened was, you know, I've been always an activist. I never voted ever in any election. But when I was uh, 1984, I remember Jesse Jackson sold out everyone and he bowed down to the Democratic Party. Some people may remember this. And I was a idealist kid. I said, wow, maybe Jesse's anti-establishment. Then I saw him give all of his votes to Mondale. And, and he said that lesser of two evils. So I never voted. But when Donald Trump ran was the first time I ever voted in my life because I liked his anti-establishment positions and he was a disruptor. He was going after both parties and people forget he wasn't a Republican or a Democrat. He was Donald Trump. So I uh, went, you know, voted as an independent, then went to the inauguration, registered as a Republican and ran in 2018 against Elizabeth Warren. The one thing people need to understand the viewers out there is that Massachusetts is literally the sewer that feeds a swamp. There is no Republican Party or Democrat Party in Massachusetts. It's just a Democratic Party. And the GOP establishment is a wing of the Democrats in Massachusetts. And the governor of Massachusetts, you would think the Republican governor would have embraced some guy like me. You know, I, I am in many ways a reflection of the American dream. Instead, they ran a guy in 2018, David, who had photoshopped a picture with Trump. There's three hands in the picture. We had, so I remember seeing they, that. They had to run a fake Trumper to keep the Trumpers in line. So we ran as independents. We got 100,000 votes. They illegally kept me off the debate stage, five times more than any independent candidate in US Senate history. So this time we said, okay, we'll run as a Republican. Okay, so we ran as a Republican in, in uh, 2020. We got tons of donations, you know, raised about $1.6 million. Uh, wow. We had, you know, 10,000 lawn signs, massive groundswell, 3,000 volunteers, working people, David, not one paid volunteer, 10,000 lawn signs, 20,000 bumper stickers, you know, 500, 600 standouts, which means people would go out, you know, and stand out on street corners. We had TV, radio, network. We were everywhere, man. The GOP establishment who hates Trump, a lot of fake Trumpers, who found a guy who was some na no-name lawyer who they threw to run against us. No bumper stickers, no lawn signs, no organization, nothing. So, so pretty much, pretty much like what Biden did. Exactly. He ran from his basement. He hardly had 15 people show up to any of his rallies. They had to start filling the rallies with Jeeps honking to make it sound and seem like there was anybody there. Uh, it sounds like the kind of person that you ran against. Exactly. Same thing. But this guy was funded by the GOP establishment. Wow. OK, a dumb, stupid lawyer whose website, if you went look at it, was it was horrible. And, and then what he called it was cock for Senate, literally. OK. And so KOC. Wow. So. No branding, no marketing. Basically, what you realize is, in retrospect, he didn't have to campaign. Why? So when election night comes, the, the, the eve of election night, the Secretary of State, a guy called William F. Galvin, predicts only 150,000 Republicans are going to show up in the primary, when our number said around 400,000. In 2018, 260,000 had showed up. So he was setting the dog whistle for people not to show up. There's no way that more people aren't going to show up with mail-in ballots. 
So right. we knew some fix was in. So election night occurs. And what we see on September 1st was election night. I went in, you know, white working class Franklin County where people loved us. Every, every spectrum people loved our campaign. The mm -hmm. campaign was truth, freedom and health. Without freedom, you can't have truth. Without truth, we can't get health. Without health, we don't have the, you know, the strength to fight for freedom, so on. Yeah. So what ended up happening here was in every other county, David, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40. Here's a guy who grows up in Greenwich, Connecticut. He gets 60-40 in all Hispanic Lawrence. You know, he gets 60-40 in all black Brockton and so on. Wow. So it's unbelievable. So on election night, now up until then, David, I'd heard rumors, Shiva, you, you're going to win on a landslide, 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 unless they cheat. Now, I had heard in India and quote unquote third world countries, banana Republicans, you say, oh, yeah, they cheat. And I said, there's no way that that could really occur here, you know. So on election night, we found out after we found the set, I go, clearly they cheated. There's no way this guy could have won. So in my quote unquote concession speech, I said, election fraud took place in third world Massachusetts. I said, I'm glad we have the Second Amendment. All right. That was September 1st. Between September 1st and September 25th, I started like doing Ph.D. level research and understanding how could this happen. Had a lot of help from election integrity experts. And what we found out by September 9th, David, was that these systems have the capability and where they can flip votes. It's called a weighted race algorithm. It's documented feature in page 2-126 of the 2002 Diebold Manual. You can go read it. It says a weighted wow. race feature, weighted race, interesting choice of words, okay? Which means we don't have one person, one vote. So, and I was tweeting out a tweet storm saying, Massachusetts does election fraud, Twitter didn't do anything to me. And then as my research proceeded, I find out that in the machines, when you take a ballot and you put it in the machine, so 80% of the votes in the precincts and 83% of the precinct or the towns in Massachusetts are done by the electronic voting machines, mm -hmm. right? So what do those machines do? They take the paper ballot. When you put it in, it creates something, it scans it and creates something called a ballot image. And everyone right. needs to understand this. And what is actually tabulated is not that paper, but that ballot image. Mm -hmm. And that creates the count. And all those counts are put together to create what's called a list vote record, an LVR. So learned all about this. So I said, whoa. So if I lost, I'm fine with it. So I went to the secretary of state and I issued a FOIA and I said, I want the ballot images because according to federal law, a law that was created in 1974 for federal elections, all records should be kept for 22 months in connection must be saved. Well, this yeah. is a record. The, re the paper was scanned. It's like a photocopy is made. Well, you should keep the photocopy, right? Yeah, and that, that was the judge ruling in Arizona, by the way, in Pima County. So. So here the image is made where are the images. So I went to the secretary said, I said, give me the ballot images. And literally we have a video of the guy telling us we don't save the ballot images. We turn that feature off. Okay? Wow. So how can they that, even do that? Exactly. Because these people are criminals. They, this is no different than what happens in banana republics because we have allowed it, David, we have allowed mm. it. So between September 9th to 25th, I start tweeting away that Massachusetts deleted over 1 million ballot images, which are the ballots, right? In the case of the electronic voting. Well, yeah. on September 25th, I have an exchange with the legal counsel of the Secretary of State, the chief legal counsel, and she admits in a series of four email interactions, yeah, we delete them. We don't have to save them. It's Massachusetts doesn't have to. And I said, show me the Massachusetts law, nothing. And I said, you know, you violated federal law. We, this whole election is null and void. Those four emails, David, I tweet out, on Twitter. Yeah. Bam. I am banned for 21 days because we had moved our campaign beyond the Republican primary. We, we were defiant. We moved it to a, you know, write-in campaign. And our volunteers were starting to distribute 1.5 million of these cards. That's the kind of volunteers we have, man. Wow. So what we see is I get banned with 35 days left for 21 days. I've never been banned off Twitter. And I've said all sorts of stuff against forced vaccinations, right, et cetera. And what we came to find out, so I filed, there's two lawsuits. Now, the first lawsuit I filed included what's called a restraining order. I said, the Secretary of State, we had found out, is the one who contacted Twitter. That's called state action. Government speech cannot, you know, supersede political speech. Right. No lawyer wanted to take this on, David, because they're all cowards in Massachusetts, because they're all part of the establishment. I had to represent myself pro se, which means by myself, against three government lawyers in Damn. Massachusetts. 
So the first part of the lawsuit said, I want them to restrain the Secretary of State from contacting Twitter. The four-hour hearing, um, and I won, it was victorious, because we found out that not only did the Secretary of State contact Twitter, but the Secretary of State, all the Secretary of State, what came out in testimony, because this young woman essentially vomited everything. She was afraid she was going to perjure herself. And what turns out, the Secretary of State of every state belonged to an organization called the National Association of State Election Directors and the National Association of Secretaries of State. The National Association of State Election Directors is a fraternity of all of these guys. And why is this important? These are the guys who certify right. voting machines. Yes. But they're yep. the ones at the state level. And it turns out that not only when I exposed the fact that they were deleting ballot images, not only did the woman, the state election director, contact Twitter, she also contacted NASED to tell them to take me out. That came out. Wow. And NASED is a nonprofit. None of us elected these people. And that nonprofit is funded by the Rockefellers and it's funded by the Murdochs. And this so, is all stuff people can go find. Everyone can go look at right off. I mean, this is not even like conspiracy. This is America today. Man. So the state election directors are controlled by nonprofits who are deciding, oh, we're going to throw away ballot images today. We're going to allow weighted race algorithms. We don't have democracy wow. in this country. So that's what I discovered in my race. And we, we were defined. We moved. We, we were the ones who started the slogan, stop election fraud. All out. We put this out there, man. So, you know what? I, what I what I really think, really really quick. I really think that the fight that we're currently in right now in our country, the fact that this is taking place right now, the fact that they are so hell bent on getting not just Trump out. Obviously, they want Trump out of office, but they also took you out. I think that that take that took place all over the country. There's no telling how many races were fraudulent with this weighted uh, race algorithm. You know, working its magic through these Dominion voting systems. But you were also then 100% validated just recently. I'm going to show a video that basically validates everything that you're saying that shows that the, the, the data that you comprise to show that this weighted race algorithm is actually taking place and that certain votes are being flipped, uh, that has been validated. I got to do a quick word from my sponsor, though. Uh, friends, if you like the show, if you like what I bring you, the guests that I bring you, then please one great way you can support me is by also supporting yourself. My wife and I started our own health and wellness supplement company about seven and a half years ago. We take each of these every single day. We've got a whole food, plant-based, multi-mineral, multivitamin that gives you almost everything your body needs in a day. There's so much in this. It's amazing. Women talk about their hair growing, their hair looking great, their nails growing. Then we've also got a detox formula that's designed to cleanse the body, uh, your gallbladder, your liver, and your colon. It helps relieve bloating. And you just uh, you take one of these at night, you wake up, and you have a good BM, if you know what I mean. We've got a thermogenic that is a fat bur burner that revs up your body's rate of burning of burning stored body fat. It revs up your metabolism. Uh, you take one of these in the morning. This replaces coffee. It's replaced coffee for me. Uh, it's better than soda, better than energy drinks, uh, interline. And then obviously our super fruit drink packets. Uh, these little packets right here you put into water or hot water. It makes a great tea. It's filled with five super fruits, anti-inflammatory benefits, antioxidant benefits. Uh, it increases mental clarity and focus. So go to uncorkedliving.com. Get something there to try for yourself. I know that you will love and appreciate it, and uh, you'll be a great way to support my show as well. All right, Dr. Shiva, back right into it. Uh, and you actually, you you understand the the importance of having ingredients that are actually uh, high in potency and high in purity. We talk about one of our mantras is all ingredients are not created equal. That's how we created our product lineup was high potency and purity in, in ingredients. Uh, there should be something that's done about that with all these supplements out there that don't work very well. Yeah, well, David, it's interesting. There's a, you know, I, I have a research and education foundation about uh, 10 years ago, about 10 years ago, Whole Foods contacted me this before they were bought by Amazon and was very concerned about the raw food movement. There was no what raw meant. Right. So I was called and helped build the standard. So there's a seal out there. You'll see raw and what's called clean food certified. Mm -hmm. um, and we basically have a systems approach where we can take supplements, foods, and it's sort of organically, no pun intended, on its own. But you'll see some of the very, very great brands out there, all mom and pop brands that have come up that have the clean food label on it. So so um, when we do that clean food analysis, we do a bioavailability analysis. We also do an analysis by looking at the heating temperatures, right? So, so yep. the nutrients aren't destroyed. 
But we also use a technology that came out of my research at MIT called Cytosol. Cyto means cell solving, but it's a rocket science technology where we can literally use a computer to model pretty much any type of biomolecular function or disease. So we, for wow. example, modeled all the molecular pathways of pancreatic cancer, and we found two compounds that did better than the current uh, you know, protocol, which we uh, got, in fact, allowed by the FDA. And I did that just to show that I could compete with the big boys in pharma. But my big interest has always been you know, nutraceuticals and nutrition. So we are now using that technology to figure out bioavailability, you know, the quality of ingredients, and the synergistic reactions. So well, I got to send you. I got to send you some of ours. I'm sure you'll love them. Uh, the 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 sourcing for our ingredients is is second to none. It's all about the sourcing. You know, are the ingredients actually getting? Yeah. You know, are they, are they nutrient rich? Is it, is the soil nutrient rich? Are they getting enough water? Are they getting enough sunlight? Uh, so anyway, I don't want to take up too much more time on this subject, but I'd love to send you some and th and thank you for supporting what our mission statement is, or our our mantra is that all ingredients are not created equal. Uh, yeah, all right, I want to yeah, get to this video because yeah. you were validated. You've been you've been blasted in the media, mainstream media. They blast everybody. They blast me. Big tech blasts me all the time. They say, "Oh, I'm sharing fake news." All this, that. It's all a bunch of it's all a bunch of hogwash. But literally, you were just vindicated, validated. Basically, your data of talking about this vote switching. Here's a video of what just took place in Georgia this week that validates your findings. Familiar with the examination said after an equal number of Trump and Biden votes were forensically analyzed, the machines reportedly 87% for Trump, 113% for Biden, when it should be 100% for everyone, for both of them. This means the machines tabulator gave Biden a 26% lead. ICE called on states officials to examine all Dominion voting machines for fraud. In the meantime, it, every single state that's used those Dominion voting machines should be investigated for fraud. We've got Georgia paid Dominion, which is a foreign company, $107 million for a 10-year contract. Michigan spent $32 million uh, over the last three years. Uh, Arizona spent $6 million. Uh, it, it's, is it any coincidence that these three states are all swing states and that they're all states that have the biggest voter fraud so you being validated, what, is this, what does this mean? What do you think is taking place right now? How big is all of this that's trying to be exposed, at least to the American people, so that we're not believing the propaganda that the mainstream media continues to shovel down our faces if we're watching it? Well, I think one of the most important things, David, you said the mainstream media. Look, the mainstream media is in collusion with people who, if you go back to the history of this country in 1787 is when the three-fifths compromise was made, which basically said a black person was three-fifths of a human being. And then when Dred yeah. Scott took place in the 1800s, they struck him down. The Supreme Court ruled that he's not a citizen, right? He basically reinforced that he's a three-fifths of a human being. And then the 14th Amendment came, uh, which allowed, which was the first time we started saying, okay, maybe everyone's an equal citizen. But yeah. that too didn't clarify it until 1964, which is only 60 years ago, when Justice Earl Warren in Reynolds versus Sims uh, said, clarified the fact one person, one vote exists. Now, this was at the time when we were using paper ballots. Fast mm. forward to where we are today. My argument that I, which is really the center of the discourse that we should be having, is that with electronic voting systems, which they claim uh, the weighted race, uh, which, which all has the weighted race feature, which they claimed was put in there because, oh, we needed to sometimes do voting for shareholders or condo associations. But, but the fact is it exists for federal elections. And the fact that that exists means that none of us can be guaranteed that it's one person, one vote. In our analysis in Massachusetts, we were able to back calculate, and this is what's quite fascinating. In one of the counties, remember I said I won in the county that was 80%, 90% hand counted. In every other county, 60-40, one of the highly democratic counties where it's pure Democrat, uh, in Suffolk County, we found this very interesting pattern which you normally don't see because you these the weights typically get blurred when you get into high numbers, David. Mm -hmm. But in this county, we had low number of votes, but high frequency, which means many precincts where it was like one or two or three votes for me. And what we saw was this wonderful pattern. It was a sinusoidal wave that goes up and comes down. The only way that could be produced was if my votes were multiplied by not 0.6, not 0.66, not 0.667, but 0.666 mathematically okay wow 
So <laughs> that's a little that, freaky. It's very freaky. And the other guys was multiplied by 1.2. And we see also that number occurring a lot. In Georgia, we saw it, you know, it's 22, 23%. Okay. So what so when I saw this in my affidavit, you know, I had to give the background that I'm a guy who's been doing pattern recognition most of my life. There's a section on that. And then we address the fact we gave all the data, did the mathematical analysis, and then we back calculated every county. You know, I win, you know, the same numbers by 10 points. Okay. Hmm. Minimum. So yeah. that is in front of the court right now. We haven't been dismissed. I actually won the first part of this case. Okay. Which was to put the TRO. So it, with all humility, the case that we have, I believe is the most important case in American history right now relative to suffrage, because we're hitting at this 21st century problem that we have. Wow. These electronic voting systems basically are, you know, like, like I shared in the, with you earlier that basically it's Dred Scott is now ubiquitous. We're all slaves. That's what this means. Remember those in power never liked giving the 14th amendment to the black person, right? Right. And then what they did was they did one step forward and two steps back. Now we're all quote unquote black people. We're all slaves. Okay. Wow. That's what they've done with these electronic voting systems. That's the heart of the issue. And both the GOP establishment and both the Democrat establishment have been practicing this. They're both yep. slave owners and they both never like giving up slavery. Let's be honest, right? So they've been enslaved all of us. And that's why Biden didn't campaign. That's why this fool that I had in Massachusetts, they don't have to campaign, David. They probably were watching me run around like, you know, everywhere we went, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400 people, 500 people would show up to our rallies. That's what that's real campaigning. That's a real campaign with Donald Trump ran and what I ran here. But they don't want that. What they want is the old boy network. Right. Make one phone call. Flip the switch. That's what wow. we're fighting against. This is about do we have one person, one vote? And I would argue that we need to go back. And this is a technologist saying this, which may seem rather Luddite. We need to go back to hand paper. paper. And it should be transparent. And the other yeah. thing, David, when they count the votes at the precinct, they should announce it right then and there. What they do now is when they put it through the machine, it goes on a memory card and then they transport it elsewhere. So that's where they can yep. do the fix locally or centrally. It should go back to the old days, man. I mean, Brexit was done on paper. Many European countries have thrown out these voting machines. It's total nonsense. We need to get rid of electronic voting machines. We need to go back to paper. We need to get everyone involved in those counting and it should be announced right when the polls you know after the polls close you count it and stay awake until midnight you announce it right there old town crier go to the town hall said david got so many votes shiva got so many votes we're done that's it yeah it shouldn't go on forever and ever and ever but we're in a very dangerous situation in this country because as long as you have election fraud you will have forced vaccinations we will get masks we will get lockdowns we will get the destruction of the American people's freedoms, but also their truth, freedom and health. And that's what's taking place right now. Election fraud's been around. And by the way, the more insidious thing that I've seen right now is on the Democrat side, David, there have been election integrity experts, but they don't want to say anything because it's attack happening to Trump. The GOP establishment is sending out all these emails to raise money for quote unquote election fraud. But they don't really care about election fraud. Because if they wow. did, they would focus on the real crime scene, which is the weighted race algorithms. Because even if you fix mail-in ballots, it doesn't matter. As long as you can manipulate on these electronic systems, yeah, we're all safe. So I, I, let's 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 uh, jump into, I, I hear where you're at. I'm going to come back with a final statement. I want to give you a final statement on the election as well. But really quickly, this entire COVID pandemic that, that I believe has been pushed on the American people, uh, I don't believe that it's it's that we should have the amount of fear about it that people do, that the mainstream media is putting on people. I walk around, I see everybody wearing masks outside. People are driving in their cars by themselves wearing masks. There is a level of fear on the American people because of the mainstream media and because of uh, mostly Democrat politicians that are pushing this. Uh, even some you know Republican governors, they're they're succumbing to, well, there's more cases, more cases. Uh, but that doesn't actually mean that there's more deaths. The mortality rate, I believe, is still you know less than one percent. If you're under forty-five or fifty-five, it's it's more like into the flu. What do you think? What's your overall viewpoint on the pandemic, the virus itself, and then uh, and then masks? Well, David, my PhD is in a field called biological engineering, which was a new department at MIT created in two thousand and three, because they felt that biologists weren't taking a 
holistic systems approach to the body. So they created, they said, we need engineers to start looking at biology. So that gave birth to a field called systems biology. And I, I was one of the first graduates out of that. And as a part of that, um, I created a technology to actually look at the body as a system on the computer, cytosol. Wow. So I'm considered today one of the leading experts on the immune system. In fact, in November, 2019, I was invited to give what's a very honored lecture called the Prestige Lecture, which is an invited lecture at the National Science Foundation. And it was about the modern theory of the immune system. So, and, and the lecture that I gave was basically saying, look, when you look at the immune system, it's not just, you know, you have the innate and the adaptive, which is what Fauci has based his entire fake science on. That, oh my God, it's all about generating antibodies, that's it. All right, well, the immune system is far more complex. We have the gut microbiome, we have 380 trillion viruses that live on us. We have 60 trillion bacteria among the 6 trillion human cells. Uh, we have the gut, uh, you know, gut brain axis. Uh, we have the interferon systems. It's a much more complex system, but what you find is the key in health is one size does not fit all. And that's called precision and personalized medicine. The other thing that you come to realize is that we wanna give the right medicine for the right person at the right time. So the video that I think you and I saw earlier there are a lot of foolish MDs. I'm sorry, MDs do not look at the body as a system. They get four years, they're harassed through medical school, they learn how the body is parts. So, so in March of March of this year, all this stuff hit, I was one of the first people who put out there, I said, this, this will go down in history as one of the biggest fear-mongering hoaxes intended to suppress dissent, destroy economies, and essentially mandate medicine. And that's what's happened. Because, yeah, and, I, and then, I, then I ran the Fire Fauci campaign, right? We collected 120,000 signatures, delivered it to the White House. But I was able to do this because as a scientist, the body is a complex system. And the goal of the body is resilience, which means you lift weights, let's say I lift weights, right? When we go to the weight room, you know that the first time you do it, you get a little bit sore, right? Oh, yeah. So, and then you get back and you get back. So the body take, can take a hit and it comes back, it comes back stronger. The immune system is designed to be a resilient system. We're supposed to be exposed and then the body gets strong. That's true immunity. So that all that real science has been tr thrown down the, uh, the trash bucket and we promoted a fake science based on scientific consensus, which is what Fauci has been about. This is a guy who's an absolute dangerous individual. He's not a real scientist. OK, and most and he controls the economy of most scientists in the United States because he controls the flow of money through the NIH funding. So what wow. Fauci is about is he's a guy who uh, came and rescued this guy, Robert Gallo, if you remember, who created the fake HIV connection with AIDS. Yeah. And then he got exposed. Fauci took over. So this is Fauci's second or third rodeo in promoting a fear mongering, which is basically saying the immune system is so weak that we have to go after this bug. Well, that's total nonsense. The history of medicine shows that, you know, germ theory is it has a lot of holes in it because first we said, oh, you know, all these uh, the Navy people are dying because they were getting scurvy because they were unhygienic. No, it had to do with vitamin C. Then we did pellagra when people's skins were peeling. We said it was because of Italians coming and they were carrying germs. No, it had to do with vitamin B3. Right. All wow. of these diseases fundamentally have to do with nutritional deficiencies. So I wrote a letter to Trump and I said, look. Don't shut down the economy, fire this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Boost people's immune systems. So if people have COVID, they should go on two days, 50,000 IUs of vitamin D3. Yes. And, you know, a couple hundred thousand IUs of vitamin A. And I laid it all out. Those, uh, the rest of us, we should take 5,000 to 10,000 IUs of vitamin D3, particularly people of color. We need more. We need more sun. Yes. Right? We need more sun because we, uh, the melanin we have. And the vitamin C, the zinc, the quercetin laid it all out. There was no reason to shut down this economy. No reason. The, the forces that push this upon us are forces from the World Health Organization, from China, from Big Pharma, you know, the, the Gates Foundation, the Clinton Foundation, the Zuckerberg Foundation. And Fauci was the one who pulled all of this off for his master. Wow. This is about the fact. Look, I know the pharma industry well, right? They, they wanted to come use our technology. They're tanking. Pharmaceutical, pharma, pharma, pharmaceuticals are tanking because the single molecule drug is no longer making money. That's why they needed vaccines. They needed vaccines. It's a multi-industry. Wow. industry. You see what's going on? Yeah. It takes 15 years to get a drug through, a lot of regulations. Thank you to the Kennedys. 
they made sure that pharmaceutical companies were protected. Okay. And the wow. medical freedom movement has been compromised by guys like Robert F. Kennedy, who talks a good game, but he's pro-vaccine. He's emphatically pro-vaccine, but he's been manipulating the white liberal women as though he's a savior. But the bottom line is what's happened is him, the left and the right have been protecting big pharma. And because of that, pharma's biggest money-making opportunity right now is vaccines. And it's going to be forced vaccinations. Well, and add to it, add to it that, you know, with the with the laws that the president, the president Donald Trump put in place, uh, we're going to have new pricing. Big pharma is not going to be, they're not going to be able to price gouge like they have been for decades. All that's supposed to uh, unveil, I think, in January. Yeah. Yeah. But add that to the equation of what big pharma knows is coming. And of course, they want to get in this whole vaccine business. Let's jump over to masks really quick. I want to ask your, you, you actually were sharing with me some very uh, important revelations and new data on masks that I believe you're going to be, uh, you're going to be submitting uh, very, very soon. Let's listen to what one of the Democrat elites, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, has to say about whether or not she would push for uh, a mandatory mask order like Joe Biden himself has already said. If he day one, he'll institute a hundred day mask order. Let's listen to Lori uh, share what she believes if Americans should be forced to wear masks. Would you support vaccine mandates? Well, look, I always think it's better to educate people into compliance if we can, but we can't live in a world where only certain people are taking the vaccine and some are, are opting out. That won't help anybody, and that will mm -hmm. perpetuate the spread of this incredibly deadly virus. So we're looking at a range of options, but our first um, choice, obviously, is educating people into compliance, demonstrating to them the safety of the vaccine. I will take the vaccine, as will my leadership team, and mm -hmm. we're encouraging people of good uh, will and faith across the across the, the city to do the same. And I think once we see that trend and influencers, whether it's um, local elected officials, right. whether it's local stakeholders, people in the faith community, we'll see the trend turn in the right direction. Uh, I saw that you had to refinance. I, I can tell you right now, there is no way in God's green earth that they're going to force me to take a vaccine uh, Dr. Shiva, what is your what is your uh, your thoughts on forced vaccinations and masks and your data, your new data that you just uh, well, have compiled on the detriment of wearing masks all day long? Well, on the vaccine side, look, one size does not fit all. When you go back to the history of uh, vaccines, you know, there was a technique called variolation brought to the United States by an African slave who actually, you know, they used to take the entire pus and do, you know, uh, essentially do a incision on people's arms and give it. That was the entire, you know, it's basically like sneezing on someone, right? So we're supposed to exchange stuff. What they've done with vaccines is they've created a pitiful version of that human interaction by putting in a deadened virus with all sorts of other garbage in it, which is supposed to create an inflammatory response. And it doesn't work as good as nature. That's why you've seen this growth of vaccine injuries. And then, the, and then the Kennedy stepping in to protect Ted Kennedy and others who protected, frankly, uh, the pharma companies by creating the National Vaccine Injury Program, which means we can't sue pharma. So pharma has a beautiful heyday right now. They can't be sued. No regulations. It's open territory. So um, when it comes to masks, you know, our my, you know, my organization, you know, I, I do science separate from doing all this other stuff day in and day out. But using our technology, Cytosol. We literally, for the last three years, we've been doing a lot of research on periodontal disease. Periodontal disease is interesting because uh, the mouth, in many ways, is the, is the area that if you have good mouth, you know, clean mouth, you take care of your, because the mouth is related to uh, Alzheimer's, the mouth is related to osteoporosis, the mouth is related to many, many different diseases. So over the last three years, we've been very carefully uh, looking at the molecular systems of periodontal disease, which is gum disease, why you get tooth decay, all this kind of stuff. And what we discovered was that we have about 700 microbes in our mouth. Three of them in particular, when you have them at high levels, David, they will actually cause periodontal disease. One of them being P. Gingiv gingivitis, okay? Mm. Gingivalis. Yeah. Now, that particular bacteria, uh, and people can go to vashiva.com. You guys can, um, there's a masks video that we're going to be putting out there. I'll send it over to you that we have the entire, we did this scientific forum on this at the symposium about two weeks ago. We'll be sharing that with everyone. Just sign in and you can get access to it. But one of the important things is what we bring out is we share all the scientific research showing 
that this area of the mouth is very, very sensitive. You know, mm. um, and if you increase the temperature by a few degrees, and most people, when they wear these masks, they start breathing through their mouth, which creates yep. a dry mouth. People are calling it mask mouth. And what that does, it lowers the pH. So you're getting a high acid environment in here, acidic environment, and you're also increasing the temperature. Those two things are perfect for P. gingivalis to increase an in amount, which means wow. you increase that. That releases very specific chemicals, which create what's called a cytokine storm, which create a set of cytokines, which affect a cascade of reactions, which essentially destroy your oral health. And to back this up, a number of doctors, uh, dentists, we're going to be doing another panel uh, this week or later this week or early next week, where we're going to sh share our basic research. And it's being validated now by a number of dentists who are saying we've seen 50 percent increase in uh, in patients who never had gum disease, 50 percent wow. cavities. So oh my goodness, so this is what's going on. And remember, the mouth most people know you go, go to a cardiologist, you don't take care of your mouth, you're increasing your chance of cardiovascular disease. So the stupid solution of forcing a mask on everyone, where we know 97% of the stuff goes through in the case of yeah. cloth masks, 45% in, in medical masks, you know, um, and if you're a healthcare worker and you're wearing the N95s, you're gonna get migraines and et cetera for more than two hours. The entire process is about fear, control and profit power, profit, and control. That's what this is about. We live in a very dangerous time, very, very dangerous time where you have a set of forces that are essentially trying to control people. And it's based on fake science. It's based on fake health science. And that's why Fauci, you know, he needs to be fired. And the fact, and the first thing Biden did was he gave him a promotion. That's what he's saying he's going to give him and keep him in. And so election fraud has done Fauci quite well. So much is taking place. It is a whirlwind. Seems like the perfect storm is coming against America, is coming against patriots, is coming against everything that our country has held so dear and has made us the most unique and prosperous, benevolent country in the world. Everything is coming against us right now. I'm so thankful for you, for your courage, for your dedication to bring us the truth, to expose the lies and the fraud. Uh, and I, I absolutely pray that you win your lawsuit. Hopefully that breaks wide open the fraud and corruption that's been taking place in our country for decades, and hopefully that it all gets exposed for our president as well. Uh, final thoughts on what's taking place uh, right now. Just final thoughts, Dr. Shiva. Look, uh, you know, our campaign in Massachusetts has now expanded to a larger movement for truth, freedom, and health. Truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability where we can discuss, talk, and have open discourse like we're doing right here, David, and we can do that. You can practice a scientific method to get to truth. Otherwise, it's scientific consensus. We'll all be saying the sun goes around the earth. It's not true. And when you get truth, we can really figure out, hey, what's good for me? What's good yeah. for me? What's good for David may not be good for Shiva. You know, the real problems and the real solutions. And we get to health, right? What's good for David? You may need certain more vitamins and nutrients than I do, right? You should probably not be wearing masks. Maybe someone else, if they want to go get vaccinated, go for it. It's up to you. I'm not going to do it, but don't force your stuff on me. And if we have health, we have the strength to fight for our freedoms. But if you destroy people's health, they're weakened. You know, they're doped up. Right. They, they can't think clearly. They're not even going to want to fight for freedom. This is where we're at. Are we going to choose a path of truth, freedom and health? Or are we going to support? Are we going to succumb to power, profit and control? So we're at a very, very important point, David. So I'm, I'm glad we connected and had this conversation today. Well, I am so glad as well. Doctor, thank you so, so much for your words of, of inspiration, of courage. Uh, we need health, truth, and freedom. Uh, freedom, health, freedom, truth, and health, I think, is the order that you said. We need all three of those. Uh, and where can everybody find you? Most of my audience, I think, knows who you are already. Uh, share with us your handles or your website where they can find you and yeah, more of your information. You go to Victor Alpha, Victory America Shiva, VA Shiva.com. And you'll see that we're putting up a whole bunch. We, we have an R&D place in that site where we're going to share with you research on masks, research on vaccines, research on election fraud, research on GMOs. And then not only we're going to tell you the bad news, but we're also offering solutions right with the election integrity. David, people can go there that we can tell them what you can do in your own neighborhoods, which is go ask your local town people for the participating voter records. We want to empower people with masks. We're going to be putting together a document. We're going to be publishing this in a decent journal so people can use our science to go challenge local city and state officials. 
saying, look, you're going to force me to wear that mask. You're going to be knocking out my teeth. I may come after you. I have you. You can't force me to harm my body. So we're mm-hmm. putting together documentation, David, backed with the science that we can do with Cytosol so we can empower people on the ground. So that's what the Truth, Freedom and Health movement is going to expand to on the site. So people should go to vashiva.com and use it as your resource to fight. That's what we need to do. Well, that's exactly what we need to do. I know that I'll be going there on a regular basis. Uh, Thank you so, so much for all of your inspiration, for your insights, uh, and for your dedication to try to help save America and wake us all up. We truly appreciate you. People people should understand every Saturdays, one of the things I'm doing, I personally run a course called Foundations of Systems. Hmm. This is very important because everything I've gathered is understanding how systems work, political systems, biological systems, so it's a course I used to offer at MIT, and we used to offer it to many, many people all over the world. We made it very accessible, so people should go check it out. Every Saturdays, we, we have hundreds of people all over the world logging in, but our goal is to train truth, freedom, and health warriors. So they get this systems knowledge that you can't get anywhere else, because once they get it, they won't get fooled, but it'll also give them a lot of um, uh, oomph in terms of science knowledge. Yeah. Well, that's what you want are individuals that are confident in what they know. And it sounds like they'll get that information uh, from you and your website, vashiva.com. Dr. Shiva, thank you so, so much, my brother, for coming on. I'd love to stay connected with you, know what's going on. And I'd love to have you on again soon, hopefully before uh, the election, before the inauguration of, I believe, President Donald Trump will take place. That's what we need. Thank you. Yep, absolutely. God bless you, brother. Friends, please share this episode, share this podcast, or share this video, however you picked it up today. Please share it. I believe it's one of the most important videos and interviews that I have done. America needs to know what's at stake. We need to know that we are responsible for our own health. We can't be forced and should not be forced to do something that's detrimental to ourselves. And we need to support patriots like Dr. Shiva that are fighting for you and fighting for me. Friends, get to uncorkliving.com. I know you'll love the products. Again, it's all about your health. And uh, I thank you so, so much for tuning in today. God bless you. We'll talk to you all again very soon. And if you're in D.C. this Saturday, I will be speaking at the March for Trump event in Washington, D.C. Please get there or make sure to tune in. OAN, I'm sure, and RSBN will be playing it. But uh, if you can get to D.C., join me there. God bless you. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show.